much love. episode 23 season four of Ravage Love. Hello. It's not funny. <laughs> so that was a incredible homage as elder millennials to what you would hear every single goddamn graduation. So it's graduation song by yeah. vitamin C. Mm-hmm. Perfect choice. Pachelbel's canon right there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this week we are back to school, which is um neither i mean i'm not in school i haven't been in years you're not in school this semester but i'm finally taking a break from school after oh my god you've been in school six years yeah Yeah. of non-stop taking a break so you know just traditional back to school but the reason why the word back to school makes me laugh so fucking hard right now is because of that goddamn fucking video i still have no idea why someone painted or like drew Harry Potter glasses and Sharpie on this poor child's face. But she's this little Irish girl and her mom or whoever who's recording her is laughing because it's fucking hilarious. And she's like, it's not funny. I've got school. And I swear to fucking God. It, every iteration of that meme, someone took the voiceover and then dressed up like a student from Hogwarts and it was like every other kid at Hogwarts when Harry Potter was there and it's just them going like it's not funny I've got school (laughs) it levels me I think about that clip and it makes me laugh that and literally the two things that if I'm like in the dumps and I'm like having an existential crisis but how I would never find joy ever again I find the clip of that fucking little girl being like it's not funny I've got school and (laughs) and like it's the reason I love Sally Rooney novels I am like a diehard Sally Rooney fan and Normal People is one of my favorite books of all time it's incredible however the show which is a phenomenal show with super hot sex scenes that are extremely realistic but every time they're having an earnest conversation about it I can't keep it together because it's just these fucking Irish kids being like oh we're going to school and I'm just like there's no W <laughs> and there's not 14 O's what is happening with you people so yeah I'm I'm fucking it's not funny because I've got school and the other one that kills me and it's so dumb Renee someone sent me a like seven hours of it playing on a loop <laughs> of the Sheba dog dancing <laughs> to Toto's Africa <laughs> and it's literally just this dog hopping to do 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 oh yeah I know exactly it's so cute it's so cute and the dog is just perfectly on beat like it's just do 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 I can't even do it. oh my god it levels me it is legitimately the funniest thing i've ever seen so anyways back to school prior to this fucking tiny irish girl i would always just be like school's out 
hot for summer or hot for teacher. Like that would be my go-to reference in my mind, but now it's a tiny Irish girl. So that's I mean, what I'm thinking of. Definitely like rock and roll high school. Oh, that's a good one. That's good. Rock, rock. And rock. I was going to, I was going to read that this morning for this one episode, but it was like rock, rock, <laughs> rock and roll high school. Rock, rock, rock and roll high Doesn't school. Doesn't have the same. Rock, rock. No, it's not the same. So <laughs> I recognize that vitamin C is a graduation jam, but I think we all knew it was coming on the first day of school. Absolutely. So. Loved it. Yeah. Solid choice. Well, and also just perfect because the book I read this week, um, not a lot to say, was very short. Uh, okay. So I'll just get right into it. Um, after last week's episode where I, I purchased Bossy, five productive tales of lesbian lust i discovered that one of the stories was about a professor and student situation so i thought how perfect for this week also i am an educator back to school is my busiest season today um like yeah this whole week like the first few weeks of September are like cuckoo bananas for me so i was like i need something short because i am slammed So I read um, a wonderful little tale that um, was unbelievably spicy and so fucking well-written. It's called Bird of the Summer, um, and it was written by Layla Blake. And as I said, it's part of the bossy Five Productive Tales of Lesbian Lust, which came out in 2012. I've read two of the five stories five stars on both so highly recommend if you're looking for little spicy short stories to get your motor running i recommend it it's only a couple bucks on the kobo store Whew. this story was 14 pages long and it <laughs> involves a unnamed women's studies professor who is seduced by one of her students and it's a hot, 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 hot uh, summer day, which in Ottawa, here in Ottawa, September is often our hottest month. So I remember when I started university, I was like, oh, it's September. It's not that bad. And I was like, it's 40 fucking degrees. So wherever this campus is, it was one of those hot, hot, hot beginning of the semester days. And everyone's just kind of like paying attention because they really like her. She's a great prof who's well loved, but they're just drifting because it's just so unbelievably hot. And isn't there a woman in the front row named Mara? And the way she describes Mara physically, I picture Megan Fox in Jennifer's body. Okay. Like hot. And she's wearing like a, like a kilt with these little like little red flats and everyone's kind of like falling asleep because it's so hot and she's sitting like rod straight staring right at her playing with her pencil making deep eye contact with her and you're like okay this is and she's like i'm trying to teach but i'm very distracted and then finally i just was like it's too hot everybody enjoy your day go out for ice cream everyone's like yay and they leave, but Mara stays behind. And that's when you find out that they ha- they've had this ongoing fucking situation. And what I loved about this book is it flips the narrative or like the script that you would expect with these kinds of stories on its head. Because one, they're two women. But mm-hmm. also, it's the student that really is doming this professor, which 
uh, love that. So she like tells her to lock the door and then she like finger bangs her from behind while she's pinned to the door. And then she makes her stand at the front of the class. And then she sits at the back of the class and tells the teacher to strip. And then once she's stripped, she's like, I want you to listen to me. And she pulls out this big purple dildo and sticks it on the desk. And she's like, I want you to face the chalkboard and i want you to write like bart simpson style (laughs) please fuck me with your purple cock as many times as you can on the blackboard and then she does and then she's like i want you to stare at it while i fuck you with this dildo like it was a whole situation um and then it ends some big uh big grimace ending (laughs) big grimace energy in incredible thank you for not saying barney also big fan of that um and then yeah she's like well uh that's the end of the day and she's like all right well um how about you take me home and we do it all over again the end that was the whole story that was the whole story yeah frosh week professor student situation unnamed professor which i liked um I don't know why I liked it, but it was just sort of like this mysterious, who is this person? And yeah, super well written. Um, very consensual. Uh, and yeah, I was vibing with it, especially because the expectation of a professor student relationship in any kind of thing like that would be that, mm-hmm. you know, they would be dumbing. Um, yeah. So I'm giving it because it was a hot, hot, hot day. I'm giving it five out of five spicy jalapeno lemonades um and for the because you definitely need a lemonade to cool off after that situation and spicy lemonade is quite delicious and in terms of the accoutrement i mean very obviously a big purple dildo that's um that's what i would assign to this particular story yeah it was great spicy loved it i mean woman studies professor love that already i'm sold good writing sold a woman you describe as looking like megan fox from jennifer's body who like is so fucking hot in that movie sold um yeah it was great big fan good job layla blake (laughs) bird summer yeah all right yeah that's great yeah i love it well what did you read for back to school back to school (laughs) um (laughs) I got um i didn't read anything about school i what as a mother who has been dealing with back to school uh lists of things that has to go to the school so the kids can survive the whole year um i did a book about office supplies what yeah um so i read something called conquered by clippy an erotic short story by leonard delaney (laughs) which Um, listeners if you're thinking i've sent that to them yes you have many people have told us to read this book and i love that you read it i absolutely did at work um um, amidst the um the paper clips it was something else i will say that um it was very funny so very very short so join me um christy is an independent woman she don't need no man she don't need nobody um she's a blogger um and i think based on this um the author is act is suggesting that christy 
um, is the author of his other stories. So Christy gets an email one day, um, says, Miss Ackerland, uh, we've read your blog about the blocks and they're referring to his other book called Taken by the Tetris Blocks. Um, we're in, and it says, we are impressed by your relationships with inanimate objects and ability to communicate using words. We have discovered an ancient alien artifact in the middle of a remote and dangerous location. We would like to send you there alone without any help to tell the artifact's story. And this came from Phil Gates, CEO at the Contasso Corporation. So, Christy just says, I'm in. The next day, Phil Gates himself, the CEO, picks Christy up in a helicopter. And he's exactly... The best way to describe him is Bill Gates. He looks just like Bill Gates. Um, I don't know what the relationship is there. So, um, <laughs> um, And he's, you know, he decides to fly over with her to this um, crash site. Um, and he's like making moves on her and stuff. And she's like, Ugh, dream on, buddy. <laughs> um, and so they finally approach the Silicon Valley. And he's like, this is where we unearth the vessel. We were mining from computer chips um, and we found the vessel in the middle of an underground crater. But there's pieces of the vessel spread around the uh, around the area. Um, so I think we should collect the pieces so we could tell the story of whatever's happening here. And uh, she's like, OK, you know what? Take me down. I'm your girl. I'm going to I'm going to get to the bottom of this and I will tell the story. But as they're trying to land, a big green cloud sails past the window of the helicopter and feels like, oh, geez, we've been hit by a silicon geyser. So literal silicon is shooting out of the ground and pelting the chopper. So the chopper crashes. Um, everybody's fine. But feels like, uh, you know what? My my phone is all right. So I'm going to. I'm going to get us some help. And then until then we'll, um, we'll just cuddle. And she's like, no, fuck you. I'm going to go figure out what the hell is going on. So she runs out and, uh, she sees the alien vessel and it's just like a big kind of like UFO shape. Like it's like roundish and silver. And she's like, okay, well, what do you, how do you think we deal with this? And so she's noticing all these pieces of paper or not paper metal on the ground and the first one she finds has like a cross on it and so she writes down the shape on her little pad of paper um and then immediately the vessel starts like making noises and like shaking and stuff and then a door opens and then they hear a high-pitched bouncy voice echo out of the vessel that says would you like some assistance today and christy's like what is it and out climbs Calippy the paper cup uh, the paper clip it's a curled rod of an alien steel flexed and creaked as it bounced in place there it has white orbs with black lenses in the middle um it's a paper clip it's paper it's it's clippy the paper clip from windows it's, it's a paper clip um and so they they meet and Clippy just kind of sees everything that they're doing and is like, oh, I see you're writing a letter. Would you like some help? And he's like, they're like, no. And then he's like, oh, I see you're trying to like climb this thing. Do you need some help? And they're like, 
what are you? Like, what's going on? And he's like, I'm Clippy, your office assistant. Would you like some assistance today? And we all know how, like, fucking annoying that was uh-huh. in the 90s. So imagine that in, like, a bigger scale in front of your face. So uh, Christy decides to just keep exploring the area. She's looking for more symbols, and she finds one. It's a circle. And uh, she's writing it down on her pad, and Clippy's like, looks like some research. Would you like some assistance? And she's like, no, please leave me alone. And then, you know, they're going around some rocks and he's like, looks like you're navigating a dangerous surface. Would you like some assistance? And she's like, I need you to stop. Like, just stop offering me assistance. And he's like, I can't help it. I'm programmed to offer assistance. So they see an opening and um, they decide to go down into this cavern. And inside of it, it's totally dark. But then she um, notices that there's more pieces with letters on it and they find a door and they decide to go in the door and it's an office just like an office space and they're like wait a minute like this isn't alien this is man-made what the fuck is going on and so they go through another door and they push it open and it is filled with servers like old servers and Phil is like, holy shit, this is beautiful. Look at this technology. Oh my God, it's so great. And then because he says it so loudly, it causes like an avalanche of servers um, and they crush Phil. Phil Gates, he dies under <laughs> all the servers. Yeah, rip Phil. Um, and so finally, uh, she... Clippy's like, do you need assistance? And she's like, yeah, I need some fucking assistance. So um, Clippy comes and puts his strong arms around her. And uh, he's like surprisingly warm to the touch and all that. And uh, she's like, you know, thanks. Too bad about Phil, but thanks for saving me. And um, it turns out that the servers were Clippy's brain. Clippy is part of this. Um, of this server and so now he's like i was programmed to serve and now i don't feel like i have to but i want to i want to serve you and she's like hey why don't i serve you and then uh she fucks clippy the paperclip (laughs) um and i'm gonna read that today oh my god please do but before I do, I'll just let you know that it turns out Phil's actually a robot. He's also an assistant. He climbs out of the wreckage and it turns out that Phil was trying to get her to write about him and Clippy so that um, the company would take them back. Oh. So. Yeah. Was, uh... <laughs> and she's like, that's not cool. That's manipulative. Fuck you. Um, and she goes back and she does write about it. Um, and then Phil and Clippy are like, maybe, maybe we did the wrong thing. And, uh, that's, that's how it ends. Um, but we're gonna, yeah. Before you read, read I have a question. Yeah. How long is this book? So here's the thing. The book is 929 ebook pages. And I was like, how is that possible? Because this was like a 10 minute read. And it's because uh, Leonard, the author, was good enough to include so many extra stories. Uh, There's about Forest City Pulp. 
There's a bonus story called Humping the Ham Bandit, which is about the Hamburglar. Um, there's Holy Shit, You're Still Here. How about another story that's called Pounded by Pluto? So big check tingle vibes. Okay. Um, but yeah, it was maybe like a 10 minute read max. And was it giving Chuck Tingle in that they were just trying to be funny or were they trying to also be spicy? Do you think the spicy was just for uh, lulls? I don't know, Julie. Okay. Like, you know what? Why don't you decide after <laughs> okay. I read? Fucking hit me. Hit me with it. All right. I'm sorry ahead of time. It's something else, truly. Um, but we're going to go on the journey together. Absolutely. That's what we're all about here at Ravage Love. <laughs> All right. It's not the paperclip, it's the friends you make along the way. <laughs> 100%. This book should just be called fucking Assistance is Magic because... <laughs> oh my god. Let me just find it because I'm going to read it off my phone for here. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> Christy blinked dust out of her eyes. She felt strong arms around her. Clippy was surprisingly warm to the touch. He shrugged off some cables and broken servers that he had prevented from crushing her. Thank you for saving me, said Christy. Too bad about Phil Gates. One sneakered foot stuck out from a pile of metal lights and cracked motherboards. It's probably how he would have wanted to die, said Clippy. True, said Christy. Clippy reached around his loose end and she let him help her up. I feel different, he said. These computers were my brain, and now that it's damaged, I don't feel compelled to help you with everything. Can't say I'm disappointed. I do still want to assist you, he said. His digital gaze scanned her body, and one eyebrow raised slightly, but it's no longer because of my programming. Chrissy looked down, and she saw that the loose end in the middle of Clippy's coil was sticking out. It glowed red at the end, and if his, um, as if his rod had been stuck in a fire. Clippy had a boner. You've been programmed to be very human, she said. Humans have certain needs. You already helped me by saving my life. How about I help you for once? I'm not sure what you mean, he said. She reached out and grabbed his glowing red end. It was warm, but not too hot to handle. He uncurled further at her touch. I'm micro hard, he muttered. She smiled slyly, then got on her knees. Unlike an actual paperclip, the end of his coiled body was rounded and it felt smooth in her mouth. As she lapped and sucked and tongued at it, it became even redder and hotter. Her own human body part, vagina, felt hot too. That was in brackets, by the way. <laughs> Still sucking, she eased herself out of her jeans. When she allowed herself to glance up, his bulbous eyes were rolled back, the steel eyebrows arched with pleasure. She stopped. What are you? Shh, she whispered. As she leaned back against one of the still-standing stacks of servers, she took off her blouse. Now only, if her frilly, now only in her frilly red undergarments, she rested against the servers, spread her legs, and began rubbing the wet spot on her panties. Would you like me to assist? Shut up, Clippy. Christy's delicate fingers delicately pulled her panties aside, then began rubbing her clit, vagina, and genitals. With her other hand, she reached behind her back and struggled to get her bra off. Would you like me to? Shut the fuck up, Clippy. Finally, saying that out loud turned her on so damn much. She got the bra off and her perfectly engineered breasts popped free with nipples like eager little puppy noses. As she brought herself to the edge of female orgasm, Clippy uncoiled further and the red glow spread higher up his shaft. 
His eyes slid to, stray, uh, to stay near the coiled part of his body, but remained firmly fixated on Christy. She ripped her panties off and tossed them aside as she arched her back so close to coming, but the frustration of not quite getting there must have shown on her face. Would you like... Yes, Clippy, assist me. Assist me hard. He uncoiled almost entirely, so he was str a straight rod with only a little curl at the top for his eyes to attach to with magnets or whatever. The length of his metal shaft glowed with digital passion. He sprung forward, bounced into the air, and landed inside Christie's lady socket. She exploded with orgasmic liquid immediately, bubbling around the tip of Clippy's glowing rod. Clippy moaned with his bouncy little voice. Assist me deeper, Christy commanded. He complied, pushing more of his delightfully hot rod inside her, thrusting with the strength that only alien technology could power. Deeper! He pushed on until nearly half of his body was inside of her. The supple flesh below her sternum bulged. She felt his warmth push past her pussy towards her internal organs, including her heart. But she'd already come once and it would take more than a regular fucking to get her to bust another ovary. Clippy seemed to sense it. It looks like you're trying to reach orgasm. Can I assist you using butt stuff? She nodded, beads of sweat jiggling on her forehead. With his rod so deep inside of her, Clippy was easily able to pick her up like a kebab and flip her onto her hands and knees. He curled so that one end could reach her butt while keeping the other end in her pussy. Clippy wasn't the first living inanimate object that Christy had made love to, but she had never felt anything like this. He got his end to vibrate like an Xbox controller as he twiddled the rim of her anus. At the same time, his other end pushed internal buttons she didn't even know were there. Just before she reached orgasm, one more time she glanced back. Clippy's eyes whirred shut with pleasure. Curled like that, he looked like a giant letter C. As she sputtered Lady Butter all over Clippy, she briefly remembered her mission to find more letters and figure out what he was. But before she could further ponder where he came from, he came from both ends. She felt both of her holes fill up with whatever substance paperclips emitted. She hoped this didn't make her pregnant again. Both of them shuddered with pleasure, then Clippy uncurled out of her. He was so deep that it sounded like a shloop as he retreated from her cavities. A bit of silver liquid, like that mercury stuff used in the used to be in thermometers dribbled from Christie's love port. She turned over and laid down on a bed of broken computer parts. Thank you for your assistance, she said. That was conquered by Clippy. Oh my um, god. Back to school. School. I got school. Oh I've got school. Oh my fucking god. Okay, well. I'm sorry it was long, but I feel like I had oh, to Oh no, you had to you had to give us the whole crescendo. I mean I, I no apologies i get it i mean i love office supplies oh um, this is the thing that's kind so of funny level. is that i'm like yeah i'm gonna check my uh the way i talk about how much i love office supplies now because i don't want people to get the wrong impression but absolutely if you want me to drain my bank account take me to a staples like straight up <laughs> i'm like pens wine out i'm like who owns white out i do markers highlighters rulers oh my you god know, notepads oh fuck me i really want to hear your reading but before we go on in high school um being the psychopath that i am i painted my eyelashes with white out and oh then i used a highlighter on them and it looked really cool for about 15 minutes before they all fell out um that's i made bad choices <laughs> in school but uh, I looked really cool doing it. <laughs> Second thing I want to mention is that I was at Staples today 
And nostalgia is so real because do you know what they brought back? Oh, no, I don't. But now I'm excited. Trapper keepers. What? Students I, Students use them? I mean, it's just a notebook, but it says trapper keeper on it. And um, I bought one for my son because it had like this kind of like 80s car on it oh with like God. the lasers and Amazing. stuff. And he's all about that life. Oh, and he was very excited, but I was like, holy shit. <laughs> I was like, get me some Lisa Frank, we'd be good. Well, that's exactly what I was, I thought you were going to say Lisa Frank, but like, oh my God. Yeah, my friend just showed me, there's so, like, I mean, capitalism knows what's up. And I am absolutely guilty of this, where everyone's realizing that millennials now have money because they're in their late, well, I mean, we've never had money because we're like the brokeish generation, but in a long time. But we're like in our 30s and 40s. And so we're like yearning for the good old days. And there's like a Y2K revival. So like it's why I have like Lisa Simpson Converse because they did like an old school Simpsons um, revival and like all of this 90s stuff. They're doing, there's a whole company now that's doing like nostalgic Canadian children's TV show stuff. Like there's, I follow them closely. Oh my God. Fucking Pokeroo and Mr. Dress Up. Beetlejuice. Oh oh my God. All the goddamn gems and raccoons, beachcombers. They got it all by. Yeah. Like stop the smoggies. Oh my God. Gems, gems, gems. Um, and my friend showed me this recently and I was like, Hey, this is peak nostalgia. And like, I can't hate it, but also I'm like, Oh my God, capitalism got us. So they still make Tupperware and they still make Tupperware like through parties, but you can also get it through the website. And they're literally doing a retro Tupperware collection right now, which is all the Tupperware that we grew up with, including jello molds, Mm-hmm. and all of the shit but now it doesn't have like bpa that's gonna kill you um but i thought people are spending like 150 bucks on a bowl because it's a retro tupperware bowl that makes them think of their childhood and like look if i had money i'd piss it away too but um it is so interesting how much like nostalgia and i don't know i maybe looking back on it will realize it wasn't it was like a perfect storm of millennials hitting that perfect age plus covid which makes us nostalgic for like anything pre 2020 like so mm-hmm. it's a perfect storm of a lot of factors but i don't hate the trapper keepers are there i don't hate that there's like a lot of like the laser images like remember when we used to do life touch school photos and there was like lasers as a backdrop and that's what my son got last year and oh, I, I was so ups- i was kind of upset because since he was little they've all the kids have been getting the blue background standard standard fair they brought they brought the laser back and liam was like can i please have that and i was like you know what my mom would never let me have it so yes you can have the laser background so it's like my beautiful daughters with their blue backgrounds and it's like lasers and like my son with like long fucking hippie hair looks like he's about to go surfing i love this it it fits it fits it Um, fits yeah well, yeah. Sorry, sorry to distract. No, us that's like okay. That, to take a hard right turn from you talking about your beautiful children, let me tell you about a w- student who seduced a <laughs> professor. <laughs> Ooh, awkward. <laughs> so, um, I'm gonna read you like one of the few non-spicy parts uh, because I just love 
how it sets the tone for this book and how I'm like, I would read this book. It's a short story of 14 pages, but I would read this shit out of any books that this woman has written because I just thought it was so, just so brilliant how you can, yeah, give people the spicy content they want. You can play up the fantasy of like a teacher and student, but you can do it in a feminist way. So Mara has just told her to lock the door and students have left the classroom she just told her to lock the door so she just did i did not seduce mara she was 25 a post-grad student and i hired her as my research assistant because she was the most promising applicant she seemed enthusiastic and i knew her as a dedicated student and if i'd noticed her beauty then only in the same distant and abstract way we teach ourselves to see the student body besides i'd never have guessed she liked women The first time she stayed late in my office organizing my summer lecture tour, she'd come up behind me as I sat at my desk. Her thumb had brushed over my little finger and I'd felt her breasts against my back. Every day I think about kissing you, she'd whispered, and I I had been too weak to throw her out. There is little I can say in my defense. It was late, I was tired, I was lonely, and I hadn't kissed a woman in almost a year. And, of course, I'd always been an easy catch to brazen confidence. It makes me feel small. It makes me obey. You know, I can't do anything for you academically, don't you? I'd asked her afterwards when we'd lain next to each other, disheveled on my carpeted office floor, panting and glowing. She had her feet propped up against my desk and was lighting a cigarette. A small rule to break after the cardinal one that lay shattered under our naked bodies. She looked at me at the fear and the longing in my eyes, and then she'd laughed an honest, bright, happy laugh and had nudged her elbow into my soft side. (laughs) I get straight A's. I don't give a fuck what you can do for me academically. Amazing. So I love how it's like she sets up that they're about to bang and then does this little kind of like interlude of how they met to really drive home that this is a super consensual experience. for both of us and no one's being exploited and then it's just like and now we're back to the fucking banging and i think it's delightful so yeah i like that but it's this sweet it's not i, I mean love when books are not messy with the consent yeah like and you know it's as entertaining as it is to read you know fucked by the covid virus and like fucked by clippy mm-hmm. and shit sometimes it's just nice to just read a story that's just like just straightforward no irony um so yeah i'm um, very happy with my choice i mean exactly and i think that <laughs> this was never our intent and we've never discussed it but it certainly does work out that i read books that are like fairly straightforward and you're like fucking slender man <laughs> so i love this about us it's a good combination now you really are doing the most right right i have not chosen my book for next week but i have a feeling that um old our dog over here is gonna give us a gem but next week do you remember what we're doing next week renee I don't. I was trying to look at my little I knew you were going to forget. Notepad, but there's I've got a pig sitting on it so I can't. <laughs> it's okay. Next week yeah. we're doing politics. Oh, yes. 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 So we've kept I it have something that's been I've been hanging on to <laughs> for like 2 years. So perfect. Ready. So wide open could be fucked fucking a politician, could be some staffers, 
could be, uh, you know, political journalist, campaign trail, could be anything. So we've done politics in the past. I read a very terrible satire about Putin fucking Trump, if you recall. Uh, I do. Yeah. Um, Trump being Putin's bitch, which I mean, accurate. So maybe not satire, but um, so I'm going to, I'm going to dig deep next week and i'm gonna try to find um a gem that you've never heard of renee that's what i'm that's gonna be my mission but Ooh. um yeah okay yeah we both read short books this week so it's a short episode for you but we promise to keep bringing you the content and uh next week it will be about politics bring in the content bring in the heat bring in the heat uh bring in the noise because we can't shut the fuck up <laughs> No apologies. Uh, people know what they fucking signed up for by listening to a podcast. So it is what it is. It's true. Thank you for letting us run our mouths. <laughs> Thank you for listening to us for this whole time and for following us on Instagram and Twitter and reviewing us wherever you get your podcasts from. And please like and subscribe. <laughs> Next week, join us while we dive into the world of politics, which to quote Ashley Collingbull is um, beauty pageants for ugly people <laughs> in terms of the drama. And it's, yeah, every, I mean, I live in Ottawa folks. Renee's from the Ottawa area. We both know mm -hmm. that the world of politics is uh, you scratch an inch and you'll see some seedy, sketchy ass shit. So um, yeah. we'll get into it you know, next week. We, uh, my my boss and I had a conversation today about how Jason Kenny looks like Randy Bobandi and uh, from Trailer Park Boys. Yeah, hundred percent. He does, hundred percent. He does. Um, Tarps so. off and give him a cheeseburger. Dead ringer. Yeah, dead ringer. Yeah, it's bad news. Bad news bears, but it is what it is. Yeah, I'm gonna swear to all of you right now. I live in the province of Ontario, where a human thumb is running this province into the goddamn ground. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tell me that Doug Ford doesn't look like a thumb in a suit and I'll give you $100. That's exactly what he fucking looks like. He's just Oh my god, you know, there's that movie where it's like um Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Um it's either Sharkboy and Lava Girl or it's like Spy Kids. I don't know which one. But one of those they have bad guys that are thumbs. <laughs> really? Oh For real. my god. Okay. Well, For I'm going to have to fucking look that up cuz that's what Doug Ford looks like. I <laughs> you are 100% <laughs> He's just like a square. It's so weird. Um, and I refuse. If it exists in this world, I refuse to get it. I'm really going to try to get like a legitimate attempt at romance slash erotica with a politician next week. But I can't guarantee that I'm not going to end up with satire. That's the way things are. But I don't want it to be too close to home because I can't. I hate that man so much. So stay tuned next week for whatever zany thing we're going to pull out of the fucking ether. Um, and we'll be talking about politics here on Yield uh, Ravage Love. You know, I know that I have a book lined up, but I wish I didn't because I would 100% find something about Rasputin for next week. Oh! Yeah. Because he, he put himself where he doesn't belong. No. Absolutely. And as a result, Boney M came up with a banger, so... It's true. Thank you, Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, uh, that's it. 
that's it. That's all. Do you want to sing us out, my friend? Sure do. Ravage love. Ravage love. Bye. Bye. Artwork for the show is created by Karen McKnight. Very special thanks to Josh Shenfield for production assistance. You can find Josh on Instagram at Fushigiyami. That's F-U-S-H-I-G-I-Y-A-M-I on Instagram. Connect with us at Ravage Love on Instagram and Twitter or by email at ravagelove.podcast at gmail.com. <laughs>